Hey, what's going on? It's the Man Fuse Podcast. I'm Kay Lee, your host, my co-host, Ben H. So here is part two of our interview with tattoo artist Craig Foster. So today, Craig Foster is going to detail his time on Ink Master, being featured in Season 3 and Season 6. I was a little shocked by his answer about working with Dave Navarro, and how did he keep the producers on the show from making him look in whatever way they wanted him to. He had his own strategy. So how many years into owning Skinworks and being in Carrollton, were you contacted by Ink Masters? So I came out here in 2005, and I want to say, I mean, Ink Master was like maybe 10 or 9 years ago. Probably been here like right at 10 years, right when Ink Master contacted me the first time. And it was pretty funny (laughs) to see you because you've always had like really cool hair. I'm going to say like Coolio type hair. I've, you know, you've had some wild and crazy shit like the weekend. Somehow he would wear his hair all crazy, but like to that see hair was awful on the show. So they took Craig who had this real funky style and they would put him in like a pink shirt and they would straighten his hair. Like he was a pimp and you'd be sitting there like, what the fuck are you wearing? I think my favorite meme was if ice cube and cat Williams had a baby. <laughs> It would be you. <laughs> it was a picture of me. <laughs> right. Like, That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up, right? <laughs> so being on that show, it was great exposure. But I mean, like they were being judged. You were being judged by, in my opinion, people that weren't tattoo artists or they were shit tattoo artists, but they were celebrity tattoo artists is what they coined them to be. I mean, I'll go out on a limb and say that Chris Nunez was definitely a, a decent talented tattoo artist but dave navarro obviously is not a tattoo artist he's a musician but i think his place on the show as a judge was the untrained eye opinion gotcha he was like a, a wild card like basically it was like person that was just like everyone else how they would vote on something, which yeah, I get it. And you're banging Carmen Electra, right? Uh, you, the, <laughs> the untrained you, eye. You, you never brought that up to, to Dave Navarro. Dave was actually the coolest one out of all of them. But um, why wouldn't but you bring that up to Dave Navarro? I was just told numerous times, <laughs> do not bring it up. Was he married and to he her was, at the time? No, no, they were totally separated. Oh, it was a sensitive it subject. Was like, yeah, it was definitely sensitive. Don't he look was like Dave in the guy. eye. Don't look him in the yes, eye. I, I never fucked with him on that, but what's his name? Oliver Peck was an asshole. Yeah, that dude was uh, a prick, and I hated that motherfucker. But you you were definitely one of the most talented people on there, but it was a, strictly a political fucking thing, right? I mean, like, they were the drama that they were trying to get. But, I mean, you give me the details, because behind the scenes... I mean, it's a TV show. So, like, when you watch it, you know, for, as a tattoo artist, you put yourself in the, the position of the tattoo artist that you're watching it, and you kind of tell yourself what you would have done in the situation. So, like, interesting to watch the show but then to be on the show and to learn that the whole purpose of the show and this kind of sums it up it's just to sell commercials you don't really get that they care as much about the industry as much as their responsibility to sell commercials for the network which would be at the time spike television and i get it but like going into it it was really challenging to learn that it wasn't about us right Uh, you know like we're just kind of tools and they're they're giving us opportunities to expand our careers, but we have to jump through their hoops so that they can sell commercials. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, 
But I mean, they're legitimate. I mean, what you're seeing is real. I mean, they honestly, they are all about tears. They love tears. <laughs> Didn't they? You had told me that they tried to get you to have conflict or, you know, have issues with people. But you were like, no, nah, you're not going to fucking spin that shit on me. Like, well, you- I mean, I've always had authority issues all the time. So if I feel like I'm being manipulated at any point in time, then I just immediately go into rogue mode where I try to fuck it up. Um, right but they use the canvases as tools to get you to talk about subjects that they want you to talk about and unfortunately the first time i was on the show those subjects were kind of off limits because in my head like i'm just gonna go there i'm just gonna tattoo i'm not gonna get in any kind of shit i'm not gonna be all dramatic i want to basically show artistry and show the side of tattooing that i'm proud of right which is you know, to me, like a great tattoo artist would probably never tell you that he's a great tattoo artist, if that makes sense. Right. Just like a badass who's like can fight and kick your ass is probably not the one that goes, I'm the badass. Right. You you would basically end up getting your ass whooped if you try the guy that just doesn't talk about whooping ass. Right. Because, exactly. And that's to me, it's more special. But that was like my placement on the show. Like that's to me, this is who I'm going to be on the show. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to do anything. But unfortunately, that wasn't what the show is about. The show wants that. Uh, they need drama. They need storylines. But I, I wasn't there for that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I was eliminated the, uh, the season three. But I don't think that they understood that my quiet position on the show would become a character. Right. Exactly. Which it did. Right, exactly. It's awesome. And it's awesome that you were able to, despite their efforts, carve out a character for yourself. Speaking of whooping ass, you (laughs) have a story that you told me the other day. And Ben, I need you to focus on this because this is a monumental... I'm focused. This is great. And then we will move on to the end of our finishing segment that we have to do. So, Craig, someone came into your shop the other day very abruptly. Now, to paint a picture, when you are back there, and Ben, you've been there, you're back in the studio in his little office. It's like this main area, but in the back. And he's got cameras, so he can see. It goes ding, ding, and he can see everybody that walks in the door. Craig, I believe you were in your studio, and you watched this white dude walk in the door. Well, I just got done with a text. So I just look at the camera and I see this kind of country thug come walking into the door. But literally as as he walks into the door, like hadn't even shut the door yet, he screams out hello, like a very impatient hello. Right. Which kind of put me in a defensive position as soon as he like walked through the door. Right. So I, I basically walked out casually and I kind of looked at him and as soon as I saw him. I could see that the kid was kind of like daytime intoxicated, you know, and he just immediately just starts telling me like an idea, like, oh, this is what I want to get tattooed and just started saying it. So I cut him off while he's explaining it and said, you can't get tattooed today. Uh, I didn't like do it in a dick way. Like, basically, I'm saying it because he's drunk. Right. But I'm just making clear, like, there's no need for you to explain what you want. You You don't need to speak anymore. Yeah. So he just like kind of looks at me, squares up and he's just like, well, shit, you guys are booked up. And I'm like. Yeah, yeah, we're booked up. And then he just like kind of turns and he says something under his breath and then slams the door and walks out. So like I'm like sitting there and I like go to the window and I see like there's like another group of people, maybe like five other people that are on their way coming into the shop and he kind of cuts them off. Like they're fucking booked up, you know, fuck them, let's go to another shop. And so like I go to my other guy's room that's like literally facing the same side and I like peek out the window and I see them all out there talking. So I'm explaining to my employee what just happened. And while I'm explaining it, the guy who I told can't get a tattoo, he breaks off from the group and goes into the back 
back of the studio. And so when I see him like walk back there, I'm like, well, where the fuck is he going? So I go like walking to the back and I look out my back window and he's just in the back of my studio peeing. <laughs> and so now I'm just like, okay, I'm going to fuck with him. Like, <laughs> like I'm already like pissed off at him. So I'm going to fuck with him now. So I open the door and I like yelled out to him like, hey, you can't fucking do that here. And he turns around pants still open like he literally just cut off the pee but he still has his stuff out and he's like well, where am i supposed to do it and i'm like well not fucking here fucking go somewhere else and fucking do it and then he just like says something under his breath and i'm like what'd you say and he's like nothing man i gotta call somebody to come get me and i'm like well go somewhere else and call him and he's like all right i'm going i'm like hurry up get the fuck off my property and so as he's like walking he's like on the phone and he's like saying like kind of explaining that he's being kicked off the property and they need to come get him and he's literally calling the people that are in front of the shop which he could have just easily walked back up to the front of the shop and been like hey guys we gotta go right but he just he's walking off to the side of the shop and calling them so like as they come like walking and then i guess all the people pile in the car and one guy's like walking on foot the guy comes like right below me that he's talking to on the phone and the guy like says something like we're coming He's like, yeah, shut up, dude. And he just like looks up and he sees him standing there. And he's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, no worries, man. Just get him the fuck out of here before he gets himself in trouble. And the guy's like, oh, we're getting him. We're getting him. Don't worry. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. And as soon as he says that, the guy turns around and screams out the N-word. Yeah, F and ninja. But I'm not going to say the actual word that he said. Unfortunately, I have zero tolerance <laughs> for that fucking word <laughs> at all. I mean, I'm 52 years old, so that's just like bullshit. I have to black out for a minute and teach a lesson. So while I'm not secretly, prepared. were you like, yes? <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, yes. you know what? I mean, honestly, like as soon as he said it, it's like I just saw stars. <laughs> I remember just my feet were already running down the steps. The guy he was talking to on the phone literally just got out the way because he heard it too. And I just start running. Like I'm, I'm full-fledged, heels kicking my ass, running as fast as I can. Like running at the kid. And the kid just casually just like walking. But I think he heard my running angry footsteps. <laughs> and he turned around to see me like like literally peeling rubber at him. And he starts like backing away. But he had this like fucking smile on his face like it was funny and i definitely wasn't running to him to tell him a joke like i'm literally like running at him like i'm gonna fuck you up and as i run up on him i'm like what the fuck did you just say and he's just like oh come on man it's a school it's cool i'm like it ain't what the fuck did you just say? And then before I could even say it again, my right hand just swings and I just like the hardest slap to this kid's face. <laughs> the silly thing was I hit him so hard that he somersaulted to the side. <laughs> like his head hit the ground and his feet were placed where his head was. <laughs> like, he, he looked like he was breakdancing. He hit the ground so hard. Oh my God. That and was Will Smith slap. The visual of him hitting the ground, it's made all of my anger go away. Like, I was not angry anymore. Like, it was more funny. And he screamed, too. Like, there was, like, I an did. assault scream yep. that he, like, let out. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, you know... Like, like a hurt it was, animal. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I couldn't be mad at him anymore. You're forgiven, and I feel great. But immediately, as I clear anger, and I'm not angry anymore, I remember just kind of scanning the area, and there's a doctor behind my studio. It's called Meg Clinic, and his name's Dr. Brent Harris. And Dr. Brent is working on his gardening and from his place and he's like literally planting something but as soon as i meet eyes with him he's like literally staring right at me like, <laughs> he, watched, <laughs> he watched the whole thing <laughs> 
I remember it's a doctor, you know, like right. I'm friends with the guy. Like I talked to him all the time. So immediately to clear up that I just slapped somebody, I let, basically just gave him this casual hello. <laughs> hey! And I, just, and I just walked away like nothing happened. Like I just like walked back towards the studio and I basically I had to pass up this kid's friends. <laughs> and they're like apologizing as I'm walking by just in case I was going to slap them too. And I'm like, That's it's funny. It's cool. I was like, he just paid for it. He just got slapped. They're like, we're so sorry. I'm like, don't worry about that. <laughs> he just got slapped. That's fine. So as I walk inside the studio, Brent calls me and I'm like, pick up the phone. I'm like, skin works. And he's like, hey, Craig. <laughs> like, hey, how you doing, Brent? He's like, you know, he's like, I could have sworn I heard someone yell the N word. Mm hmm. And before I could even look up, you appeared like a genie. <laughs> you were like screaming at this kid, what did you just say? So you kind of confirmed I heard correctly what I heard. And then before I even knew it, you were slapping the shit out of me. He's like, man, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like, I've never yeah. seen a slap so good. It's teaching lessons one at a time. So you can't say that word in front of me. Well, I was Craig, like, I cannot take responsibility for slapping that kid because he said the N word. I can't help it. So thanks for listening to the Manfuse podcast. This will conclude part two of our interview with Craig Foster. You got to get up with us tomorrow for part three as we get into an erotic novel threesome. Check out Craig Foster at Skinworks, S-K-I-N-W-E-R-K-S, on all social platforms.